to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host, Dinner Party, Chef Amy Sins. And today I have a very special guest, Mr. James Fox-Smith. He's the publisher of Country Roads Magazine and the co-founder of the St. Francisville Food and Wine Festival. I was fortunate enough last year to be able to attend that festival. And y'all, it is amazing. I had to get James on so we could talk about it. How are you doing today, James? Amy, I'm all the better for uh, speaking to you again. And you did us the great honor of coming to that festival last year uh, to be able to to be able to have you as part of that and for you to have seen the way it takes shape was just a treat and um, and such a highlight for the event last year. And uh, we're just excited to be bringing it back again for 2022. And I am so excited for it as well. I tell you, my mother-in-law is happy that she gets to attend this year because last year I enlisted her as my sous chef for the event. Uh And when I tell you, she, she was like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. The line keeps coming. And I had to tell her, well, that's because you're being so good. You're just constantly filling bowls. Of course, I would keep coming back if somebody's that efficient. <laughs> they will keep coming back. And uh, so your mother-in-law would be grateful to know that she got it out of the way last year because this year it's about, oh, half as large again as it was last year. So um, this thing has really grown legs over the course of the last couple of years. And uh and this year we we're sold out. We have about twelve hundred people coming on Sunday, and uh, we're super excited to have them. And uh, and you know how it goes, Amy. The few days before a big event, but uh, you know we're playing whack a mole this week. So, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, so I have to ask, how did the idea of having an amazing food and wine festival during some of the best weather of the year? come together you yeah know, when you put it like that it sounds uh sounds like it was a no-brainer really doesn't it but um so so for a lot of years and amy i know you were a part of one of these we've with our magazine we did an event called the country road supper club and throughout 2016 17 18 19 we had a series of country road supper clubs and what they were about was bringing some of the our favorite chefs that we wrote about and restaurants that we wrote about over the years um, and doing an offsite private dinner for a group of people with one of those chefs in an amazing location. Cause you know, with a, after we've been publishing country roads for 40 years, we've, we've come to know all these amazing locations and wonderful themes throughout Louisiana, Mississippi. So we were like, why don't we invite some of our favorite chefs to come put on private dinners in these outstanding locations? And we'll put a theme around it and we'll make it like a cultural exploration of food and destinations and friends all in this series of places. We did those through 17, 18, 19 Um, They were wonderfully popular. We took them to all kinds of crazy, ridiculous places where you make life very difficult for yourself by doing dinners on sandbars in the Mississippi River and on the banks of Lake Martin and in art museums and all kinds of 
things that I can't really imagine what we were thinking doing that now. But in any case, then came COVID and that was the end of that. So there was no more of our ability to do that. What we thought we could do instead was to do an out of doors, very social distanced event. And we're very good friends with the folks who run the Myrtles Historic Inn in St. Francisville, which as everybody who's been there knows has a spectacular grounds that are just like a park. And we would, we thought instead of being able to do a sit down supper club, what if we invited a bunch of our favorite chefs to set up tasting stations all around those grounds and then invited people to be able to come and taste wines paired with the dishes those, those chefs created and make it like a progressive outdoor distanced dining experience. And it just took off like crazy. So, you know, it felt like a lot of times you go to a like a food festival and you're in a hotel ballroom or you're in a convention center and the food's fabulous and the, and it's fun and the, and the drinks are great, but you're in a hotel ballroom. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could do this outside? So we rolled the dice on the weather and and stuck to doing this the week before Thanksgiving every year. And so far, we've had a great experience. So that's that's kind of how it. it came to pass. I love it. And clearly the chefs that you worked with and dragged to museums and sandbars <laughs> still love you because the lineup of chefs is the who's who of New Orleans or of Louisiana cooking. You have New Orleans, Shreveport, Lake Charles, and everywhere in between. And Chef Amy Sims, as I as I recall <laughs> from a past year as well. Yeah. I mean, we do. We've had a we've had a wonderful response from chefs who are keen to come and do something different, step outside of the restaurant walls, do something fun in a beautiful park-like outdoor setting and uh, meet a whole bunch of new people from the vicinity in the hope that those folks will decide they taste something so wonderful they'll just have to make a pilgrimage to that restaurant in the, in the, in the time going forward. So, yeah, it's true. We have chefs from all over Louisiana and Mississippi um, representing New Orleans and Baton Rouge and Lafayette and Lake Charles and uh, Jackson and Natchez and... Uh, and the Mississippi Gulf Coast and St. Tammany Parish. And yeah, I mean, the idea is what a great way to come and get a little taste of what a wide variety of the most talented people in Louisiana and Mississippi are bringing to the table all in one place. So that's, that was the kind of theory. And if we can throw some good music and some great wine and some Louisiana distilled spirits and craft beers at it as well, sounds like it's a pretty good win-win for everybody. Sounds like a big old party to me. <laughs> That's pretty much what it turns into. Yes, it does. Well, are there any dishes that when, because I know the chefs submit some dishes and y'all really curate the menu to make sure you don't have 10 barbecue shrimp dishes, right? Everything's so well curated. Is there anything that you just can't wait to taste? Mm, um Yes, is the short answer to that. The question is where to begin. Okay, so here are some of the ones that I am really excited about. Um, I love what uh, Chef Victoria Loomis is doing. I don't know if you've met Tori, but she is she goes by the title The Gathering Girl. 
Um, she is out of Monterey, Louisiana, which is a little town kind of between Faraday and Vidalia. And Tori is really a hunter's chef. She's a hunter first and foremost, and she works almost exclusively with wild game. And she does fabulous things. She did last time she came, she did like a venison pastrami uh served mm. on a smoked crostini uh which was absolutely to die for this time she's doing a smoked venison and wild boar sausage served with white bean hummus on a corn bed crostini which is really just raising the bar on what you can do with wild game and i love what she has to do um i love uh the chefs have you, you i know you know these folks do you know michael and stephanie Pauletti out of ocean springs mississippi I have not had a chance to meet them, but we have so many mutual friends and I hear incredible things about her. Oh my God. Their supper club, they have a supper club called Food, Booze and Hiccups. And uh, they are coming with, is, you know, Stephanie's like a pastry chef and Michael's savory. And I've always heard that, <laughs> I've always heard that uh, savory chefs are scared of pastry and pastry chefs are scared of nothing. And so they've decided they're just going to put the two things together in their dish. So they're doing a macaroon shell filled with a coffee, passion fruit ganache, coffee cured salmon, lacto fermented hot sauce, and like a homemade everything seasoning. And I just can't wait to see what that tastes like. So they're I, really kind of raising. I know because it's like it's going to be sweet and savory and smoked and seafood. What I know is it's going to be phenomenal because. Everything they do is phenomenal. We, um, they were one of our winners of the Small Town Chefs Awards that Country Roads uh, bestows on chefs working out of towns of under 25,000 each year. And Stephanie and Michael were, um, were amongst our winners for this year. And we always invite the winners of our Small Town Chefs Awards to the festival to be amongst our featured chefs each year. So they're doing, the, doing us the honour of making the journey this year and, yeah, being part of the action. I will say I did get a chance to look at what Chef Ryan Trahan is cooking. Uh -huh. He's out of Lafayette and a dear friend. And mm -hmm. I, every single morsel of food that I've had from his restaurant, Vestal, has been incredible. But talk about up your game on bringing mm. – you know, these chefs are bringing high-end quality ingredients. He's using – Golf tuna and wagyu. Wagyu, right, right. Tatar as well. I mean, you know, this is like, okay, you're coming to eat, you're coming to taste dishes in an outdoor environment, right? That's it's, but this is not a picnic. This is some elevated culinary experiences. Um, yes, they're going to be small dishes, they're going to be little morsel tastes, but you know, you've got 20 tasting stations to get through. So you really, need to kind of pace yourself so that you have the opportunity to experience each of these dishes as distinct from the others because they're really really fascinating unusual and elevated dishes is the only way to describe it really you i mean there's a lot of protein but there are really interesting things done with seafood you know chef ryan is coming and he's going to be presented by Louisiana Seafood Marketing Board. So basically, he's a real showcase for the best that you can do with Louisiana Gulf seafood. Um, so 
I know he's going to do something amazing. That oyster emulsion is going to make it everything unforgettable. I know it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think Andy that a single chef who hasn't raised chip. it. Yeah, and a shrimp chip, <laughs> right? We're like, what do you need? Do you need extra people? Do you need a? And he's just like, nah, just some fryer room so I can fry my shrimp chips. I'm like, yeah, we'll get out of your way so you can do that. Yeah, it's it's super <laughs> exciting just to see what these folks do and manage to create. You know, we have a hard we we have a hard time making a backyard barbecue look good, but these guys come serve this dish for twelve hundred people in the middle of a park, and it's fabulous. You know, it shows you just how great, just how talented these chefs really are. So people are going to be eating and drinking. And I know and that you have some cocktails and wine. We were fortunate enough. Uh, I got, I paid my mother-in-law last year in glasses of wine to keep her going and keep her, uh, you know, serving those dishes with me. But there's an opportunity that these wines and cocktails also pair with this That's food right. well. It's all yeah. a great kind of partnership. Absolutely. Yeah, they're all, so the wines and they're all presented, well, there are, there are um, several distributors participating. And what we ask them to do is to bring their um, small batch uh, and boutique wines from, you know, you, you're not going to find the Mio Mai here. You're not going to find the Kendall Jackson. This, These are smaller labels, more boutique labels, both from California and also from Europe and South Africa as well, and some, some Latin American wines. There are going to be some natural wines uh, being tasted this time as well. And also a pretty good selection of Louisiana distilleries are coming this year as well, presenting uh, uh, tastings, either neat pours or cocktails of some of the wide range of spirits now being distilled in Louisiana. So we do do our best to make sure that the wines on offer pair well with the dishes available. There's also, and this is kind of fun, if you taste something you just love, you can place an order to buy that wine from the festival as well. There's a there's an order form you can fill out and submit uh, during the festival. We can put together that order for you all and have it available for pickup a week later. So it's also a really great opportunity to come stock your cellar going into Thanksgiving, going into the holiday shopping. season. Yeah, exactly. So, so much more fun. So go around, taste what you love, decide what you like, place an order and pick it up the next week. And that's so helpful because I, you know, I can say that I've gone to events and I've said, oh, this is a delicious wine. Mm. And I go through the evening and I keep drinking my delicious wine. And then by the time I get home, I forget what that wine was. I remember and what now, the delicious wine was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now you can just get it and have it ready for pickup for the, the next week. That's amazing. That, that is what is called a professional hazard, I think, Amy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Or, or I like to say just, you know, the convenience of fine dining, I suppose. Well, I mean, you know, we try to make it a, an all-in. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's the, it, it could be the funnest way to spend a Sunday for those who are interested in elevated cuisine and, and uh, wine and spirits in Louisiana. We like to think that it is one of the most wonderful reasons to put yourself in St. Francisville on a fall afternoon. 
And St. Francisville is, uh, you, know, you know that it's very near and dear to my heart because I have Absolutely. family there. But it's such a, I mean, if you could say it's a darling town. It's it's so adorable and darling. There's so much uh, history there. There are museums, things to see. Just walking through downtown St. Francisville is beautiful. Mm. Are you finding that guests are making a weekend out of this? We are finding guests are making a week out. Um, and in fact, uh, St. Francisville, as popular as it's become, it's become quite a difficult place to find a hotel room of an evening. So uh, I think that the town may be sold out from a, an accommodation point of view on Friday and Saturday. But a lot of folks are coming, making a weekend out of it, uh, taking the opportunity to, to stay a night in a B&B or a small hotel take the opportunity to maybe bring a bike and do a bike ride, uh, come look, uh, check out Bayou Sarah and the Mississippi River or what's left of it. Things are just about dried up and gone away. Um, and uh, really take the opportunity to spend a little time up and down the historic district, experiencing some of the retail shops and boutiques that have opened in St. Francisville. The town has really grown by leaps and bounds in the last really in the last year or two there are quite a few upmarket new boutiques providing some interesting shopping experiences um there's a lot more to offer in st francisville than there was a few years ago and that really extends to the culinary offerings as well some wonderful like the myrtles restaurant 1796 is a fantastic live fire open hearth restaurant uh the st francisville inn uh does a spectacular menu uh right there in the in the inn itself uh there are superb dining experiences to be had that you don't have to come on that day that are available any day of the year so there are lots and lots of reasons to make a weekend out of uh, in saint francisville really at any time of year but you know when the weather's like it is now it's probably the best of all and you know there's an opportunity for those who maybe can't make it this year you, you do this every year but if we they do. wanted to you know, halfway between now and next year, they could truly kind of make a food pilgrimage to some of the participants and, you know, make a stop in Baton Rouge and make a stop in St. Francisville and make a stop in Natchez and support right. all these restaurants that are, are supporting the event. That's absolutely right. And this is, you know, part of the reason I think it's popular with the chefs who choose to come is it does give them an opportunity to um you know to uh make the acquaintance of a thousand or twelve hundred people who are really into food based in this region who love nothing more than jumping in the car for a destination drive to a cool restaurant and experiencing something different and that's really part of the fun of it yeah i mean st Fra um, country roads which i think you know this amy but country roads is based in st francisville and started here 40 years ago right so we've always been about adventures close to home. And we've always been about making the most of the place that you live by enriching your, your experience of its culture. And, you know, Louisiana and Mississippi are places where you don't have to go far to find something really different from wherever you call home. And so you cross the river, it's different. You drive up 61, it's different. The food's different. The architecture's different. The accent's different. And so there's just 
This is a great way to put it all into one place and then get a little taste of what's waiting for you if you strike out in any given direction. So that's the that's the spirit. So I have to, I have to ask you this. I can imagine how much work this event is to Ooh. put on. <laughs> You're probably already planning for next year. Maybe you're going to take one year or one day off in between before you get started. But is there anything when you're planning an event for 1,200 people, are there any surprises you've had? Anything that you go, oh, wow, this is a, a, a whole new experience. Well, there really are. And I mean, honestly, part of it was the enthusiasm for which people um, jumped on tickets this year really took us by surprise. Now, the first, the in the past two years, we did this during COVID, right? So there was a good deal of people were still reticent. They, I mean, a lot of people came and they had a wonderful time because it's very spread out and outside. But... <laughs> There's still a lot of folks that, that who perhaps chose not to do this in a past year who chose to come this time. We weren't really sure how that would be received. So we put tickets on sale pretty early this year in July. We got sold out really, really fast on that this year. So we so I think in the future we will either have to make sure that we um have a have a way to make this perhaps a two-day event. So we can accommodate that more. That's going to be my question. <laughs> it might need to be a Saturday and a Sunday event. The other play, we also do a winemaker dinner with uh, Michael Keenan, the winemaker from Keenan Family Winery in Napa, who comes that is on the Friday night. And that thing sold out before we had hardly clicked, hardly clicked to open the tickets. And we need to put on a series of these seated winemaker dinners on the Friday and Saturday nights to make those tickets available to more people because there was just there were far far more folks who wanted to have tickets to those than we were able to accommodate so we're learning as we go um but we've definitely got we yeah we, we get i like to think we get a little better at this each year but we've definitely still got a lot to learn so well i know that i have a lot of new orleans listeners here listening mm -hmm. and uh we just got through Halloween, which is a big yes, thing did. here in New Orleans. And I know you're hosting this event at the Myrtles. Oh, Do you place. have anything to say about that? <laughs> That's interesting. So the, the most, uh, I think that that is part of the thrill of coming on what looks like it's going to be a chilly, beautiful weather all afternoon right around sundown part of the joy of this thing is you're tasting and eating and drinking around those beautiful grounds as the light goes down in the environment that is known across the country as the most haunted house in america and i'm not going to pretend for a second that that doesn't do heavy lifting where it comes to building the atmosphere for this event because it really really does we also i have to say we're pretty pleased with ourselves when we came up with the Louisiana Spirits Courtyard. Um, you know, you can take the pun if you you can take the pun wherever you like it. But being able to make a courtyard uh, sort of focal area where we put the distillers who are who are creating some of the craft spirits that are becoming famous around Louisiana, folks like Seven Three and uh, Bayou Terrebonne um, and Oxbow Rum and 1827 Spirits and some of the others that are really doing great work and putting those right in the middle. That was a kind of a, 
That made perfect sense to everybody. A spirits festival at the Merkels. Yep, sign me up. I'll be there. <laughs> well, maybe you'll have to have a whole separate day of just spirits festival. Could be. Absolutely could be. And never say never. Next year will be the fifth annual. So we'll see what we can do. Well, we have just a little bit of time left. So if you could tell people how they can find you, how they can get on the list or, or know where to look for next year, but also uh, how they can follow Country Roads in case there are some other just weekend opportunities they might want to enjoy in and around Louisiana. Thank you very much. Yeah. So the festival, all of the information about it is at stfrancisvillefoodandwine.com. As we discussed, our last tickets are sold out for this year, but there is an opportunity there to put your name on the list for a, so you're on the mailing list for next year. And that way you get first dibs as soon as those uh, dishes go on sale, as soon as those tickets go on sale for 2023, which will probably be about July to August next year. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at St. Francisville Food and Wine uh and uh at countryroadsmag.com which is the best place to find all of the information about what country roads has going on we we produce the the magazine monthly it's distributed around south louisiana and it really is a monthly cultural guide to the best of st francisville uh, excuse me of louisiana and mississippi from an events destinations and getaways perspective so um we uh we would love to have more folks on the list for next year and we certainly plan to grow the event so that we can accommodate everybody awesome well thank you so much for joining me today for my listeners out there we had james fox smith who is with country roads magazine but all the talking about the St. Francisville Food and Wine Fest and all the delicious food and excitement and beautiful weather that is happening here in Louisiana right now. You have been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host, Chef Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao. Bye-bye.